Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio is on vacation, but we have an exciting guest. Joseph Hoyt of the Dallas Morning News covers the Dallas Stars and SMU. Of course, SMU happens to be the school that Chiefs second round pick uh, Rasheed Rice started. So, Joe, before we get into Rasheed Rice, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule covering the uh, Stars playoff run to, to join our show. Yeah, of course, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So kind of take me through, uh, Joe, uh, what what are the Chiefs getting in Rasheed Rice, a guy you really covered extensively? Yeah, no, I think the first thing with Rasheed that they're getting is is kind of an elite competitor. And that's kind of something that, you know, you talk to anyone around SMU and that's one of the first things they'll tell you. And I think it's really evident if you look at his success and jump balls. I mean, I think as a wide receiver, it doesn't get more competitive when the ball's in the air and it's 50-50. And if you talk to any SMU wide receiver coach or Rhett Lashley, they'll kind of tell you with Rasheed Rice, it's more of a 90-10 ball than a 50-50 ball. You know, and I, it's one of those things where, you know, people can say, hey, look at the competition, you know, maybe group of five, not power five. But if you look at Rasheed's most dominant game this past season, it was against Maryland and two guys that ended up going within the top three rounds um, at corner and safety. There's plenty of jump ball material and highlights for uh, for Rasheed Rice to go back and look at. So I think that's probably the first thing that you're going to be really getting um, and hoping for from a Kansas City perspective. Did uh, did he go, was it uh, Deontay Banks? Did he go against him in that Maryland game? And so, yeah, tell me how that Banks versus Rice um, competition went. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, you know, if I look back, I'm not positive at exactly how many reps you know uh, or how many of Rashid's catches were against Deontay but if you I can there's one highlight in particular where it's against Deontay Banks and then they had a safety get drafted in the third round I can't remember his name right off the top of my head mm-hmm. um, but it's two on one balls up in the air and Rashid Rice goes up and, and makes a really tough contested catch over both of them and if you kind of go back I, if there's one game to watch with Rashid it's that game because you know, the stat line is eye-popping. Um, you know, I, the, the exact catches and yardage I can't think of off the top of my head. But he probably drew five pass interferences or holdings that game as well. Um, you know, so basically it was pretty much, hey, if you if he's not catching the ball, he's being held. Uh, and he's, he's getting penalties about it too. So uh, he was an absolute game wrecker. It, it was funny, um, you know, the uh, some of the Maryland media, you know, because – probably didn't know much about SMU. I mean, obviously they saw that Rasheed was off to a good start, mm-hmm. but talking with some of the Maryland media after the game, they're like, man, I I had no idea that, that he was that good. It's kind of that uh, that Shaquille O'Neal, uh, the Shaquille O'Neal meme where he's like, I didn't know about your game. I'm sorry about that, but I respect you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that it was easily his most impressive performance of the season. Good stuff there. Um, you know, at, at Patrick Mahomes met with the media on Wednesday talking about how OTAs are going. And he said how impressed he was with uh, Rasheed Rice's feel for the game. Like he's a veteran. That's kind of the skill that he highlighted. Uh, is that kind of what you've seen uh, while covering him at SMU? 
Yeah, no, I talked to, um, you know, uh, one of the more prominent wide receiver trainers in the area who's, who's coached uh, a bunch of wide receivers. His name is David Robinson. And he even brought that up. And David, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy that really wants to work on technical stuff. And one of the criticisms of Rashid was how good of a route runner is he because he had a limited route tree at SMU. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he worked extensively with David. You know, they, they did a lot of work on that. But he said, David told me that one of the things with Rasheed was his IQ. It, it stuck out to him, his feel for the game, kind of as Pat was mentioning. And I'm sure, you know, in kind of the pre-draft, um, you know, throwing workout that Patrick had with Rasheed, that that was pretty apparent pretty quickly as well. Um, so I think that that's kind of a huge thing with Rasheed too. And, you know, I, you look at his ability also this year to, to kind of pick up, you know, the playbook. I thought that that was pretty seamless. Um, you know, he obviously, you know, known Rhett Lashley before. But his ability to kind of step into a new kind of receiver role this year and really excel was uh, was pretty apparent pretty quickly, even back in spring ball. Uh, some you know some pundits were kind of surprised that that Rice went when he did to the Chiefs. There were a lot of big name receivers still available. You know whether it was Jalen Hyatt um, at Tennessee or Downs from uh, North Carolina. Is that where you saw him going? Did you think that he'd be a second-round pick? Did you think he'd be higher, lower, just about where he got uh, picked by the Chiefs? If you would have asked me at the end of the regular season, I would have thought he'd be a first-round pick. Um, Based on – and that's based on – one thing about me, Jeff, I'm a huge draft nerd. Um, Uh I love the NFL draft. So, obviously, when the regular season ends, you know, that's – uh, you know, that's that's one point in the process because then the evaluation starts. And obviously he slipped in terms of, you know, kind of the consensus draft mm-hmm. rankings after that. But if you were to see, you know, a normal practice at SMU during the season, you'd notice that there were often a lot of scouts. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were coming specifically for Rashid. They, they'd spent a lot of time on him. Um, more scouts than I, I've seen. I used to cover Oregon when I was in college and obviously a lot of good players there and it was pretty comparable. Sure. Um, and they were coming specifically for Rasheed. So, you know, and I've talked to Rob Likens, who's SMU's wide receivers coach, and he coached two uh, first-round picks, wide receivers at Arizona State, and Nikhil Harry and Brandon Ayuk. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he said there's a lot of similarities, and he thought, you know, based on – he's coached first-round picks, so he thought that Rasheed was a first-round caliber as well. So, um, obviously, the draft process, you know, you start to, you know, poke holes and things and see things, but, you know, him going that – point didn't really surprise me when it was all said and done great stuff there well more with uh joseph hoyt of the dallas morning news on rasheed rice but first a word from our sponsor bet online is your number one source for all your basketball info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines and the latest match reports for this year's nba playoffs and nhl playoffs BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf, to UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, we're here with Joseph Hoyt of the Dallas Morning News talking some Rasheed Rice, a guy he has covered extensively. He also covers, uh, in addition to SMU, covers the Dallas Stars. Uh, Joseph, I know you you wrote a big profile on Rasheed Rice. 
whether it was for that profile or just covering him generally, kind of tell tell Chiefs fans what he's like as a person. Maybe even have like a good like story, you know, uh, uh, from from interviewing him or just from a game or a practice or something. Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, Rashi before this past season, so obviously he goes on to break the SMU regular season receiving record, which is pretty impressive considering guys like Emmanuel Sanders. Cortland Sutton, you know, James Brochet. There's been a lot of good receivers. So, you know, that's kind of um, – but if you would have asked what was he known for before this past season, it might have been his comments in the uh, before the Iron Skillet, which is the annual rivalry between TCU and SMU. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of – you know, it's across the Metroplex, um, sure. a, a lot of intensity. But, you know, before the, the game two years ago, he had the quote saying, no one comes to Texas for Fort Worth, they come for Dallas. And, you know, that made him public enemy number one in Fort Worth area. And ironically, he's from Richland, which is just close to Fort Worth. But, you know, if you kind of know Rasheed, he's very fun, very kind of outgoing. He's he'll he'll say things like that. But this year he definitely kind of like locked in a little bit more and was more, you know, buttoned up. (laughs) And when the media, when the cameras were on. But, you know, he he's a very candid, very fun kind of guy to cover. Um, You know, one of the things that. Uh, you know, you really notice at SMU was he kind of was their kind of face of the athletic program a little bit mm-hmm. this past year. You go to a basketball game last year and, you know, George, President George W. Bush is there and Rhett Lashley, the first, you know, right before the, he became the head coach or right before the first season as a head coach, he was there. And then who's them with them? It's Rasheed Rice kind of on the court taking photos. So he kind of was um, I think he ended up calling himself either the mayor or the king of the hilltop in the hilltops, what SMU is known as. So mm-hmm. uh, he definitely, um, you know, kind of strutted around with that kind of confidence and that kind of aura around here. Well, I hope it sounds like he he would, wasn't quite as chatty, making quite these uh, inflammatory comments a little bit later in, his, in, in the year, but I'm hoping those coming back. I, I need all the juice I can get while I cover this team. So I'm hoping he makes those comments he made before the TCU game, for sure. Yeah, How- I think I think it's possible. I think it's possible. How how did he do against TCU, by the way? Because uh, TCU obviously had such a fantastic year. Uh, we talked about how he well, did so well against Maryland. Tell me about that TCU-SMU game. Yeah, so the TCU game was really interesting because um, that's the game where he broke his toe. Um, and, you know, he continued to play. Um, but if you kind of looked at the pace he was on before that game, I mean, he was on pace for even more of a, even a better season than he ultimately had. Um, but, you know, he breaks his toe in that game um, and he still ended up, you know, playing pretty decent, um, you know, not not to the standard he'd been before. And I can imagine there was some, you know, ad- an adjustment period kind of getting used to that pain. Um, also going up against Travis Hodges, Tomlinson and some other TCU corners from that defense that really carried the Horn Frogs all the way to the national championship. Um, they were fantastic, obviously. So, uh, you know, he played he played pretty well that game. Um and uh, but I think there was definitely an adjustment as he first kind of dealt with the broken toe for the first time. Yeah, interesting that you mentioned uh, Tomlinson uh, with TCU. Of course, Chiefs listeners will remember. I get is it his is that uh, LT's nephew? Was that the the relation that uh, I believe it's nephew? Yeah. Um. Well, and, and back to the Chiefs, of course. Now they they have needs at receiver uh, in free agency. They lost McCall Harmon. And also their leader in catches and receptions among receivers, not counting Travis Kelsey at tight end. But they also lost uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, so, you know, there's a void there. Do you see him as a guy who can can fill that that void and, and make an impact from uh, day one? 
I, I think it's possible because I think one thing Rashid's really good at is his physicality and his competitiveness, which we kind of touched on. Um, you know, there were, I think a lot of receivers that come from college to the NFL kind of struggle with getting open initially. You know, sometimes they had the speed to blow by guys or, you know, their route running was just, you know, so good that some of these kind of less agile corners couldn't handle them. Um, or they were schemed open so well. And I think Rashid, there was plenty of instances where he was covered. Um, you know, I think he, he likes to kind of channel DeAndre Hopkins a lot. And if you watch DeAndre Hopkins, you know that getting open is not, you know, necessarily needed with him. Um, you know, even when he's covered, he's open. And I think that's one thing Rashid is really kind of, you know, wants to have his be, wants to be his legacy as well. Um, so I think that will be interesting. I, I think he might struggle a little bit still kind of getting off the ball, route running and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think that he's going to be a target for Pat Mahomes and, and someone even when he's not open. Yeah. Long story short, I think he does have a chance because of that ability to make a plays pretty quickly. We'll see if it actually happens though. You mentioned uh, Dondre Hopkins. Is that who, who you give for like a pro comp? Is that the guy we'd give or is there somebody else maybe you would uh, com compare him to? Yeah. Deandre was, was definitely the guy I, I, you know, I called him DeAndre Hopkins Jr. Sometimes in like conversations with people here at SMU, just because he has that ability when at the at the college level, when he's covered, he's not covered. And I I, I think whether or not that actually translates to the NFL will be the most fascinating part of Rasheed Rice's game. Um, and we'll see if it does. But that was always the comp that that I kind of threw out here. And then it was interesting. He's talked about it before that he channels that, too. And also interesting because Dondre Hopkins, you know, there's a lot of rumors he's gonna, not going to stay with the Cardinals, a rebuilding team like that. And, you know, so you wonder if the Chiefs um, go after DeAndre Hopkins. They've been rumored, a lot of teams have, or maybe they have their own DeAndre Hopkins. I also want to ask you about that comp, uh, Joe, because it's interesting. I And, and maybe I, I, I'm wrong. That's why I want to get your expert opinion here. I, I thought I had read some pre-draft things that said Rasheed Rice's hands he had dropped some passes is that is that true and if because you know DeAndre Hopkins you think of boy his hands are awesome maybe as good as anyone in the NFL uh, is that a potential weakness at all for for uh Rasheed Rice yeah I, for sure I think that um the hands were a little inconsistent more inconsistent than you would have liked from a second round pick this year um but you know it's one of it's one of those interesting things because he didn't have those problems on the tough catches, <laughs> you know, on the, on the, okay, hey, draped in yeah. double coverage. Like I said, go watch the Maryland game. And there's a couple instances where um, he made catches that I'm not sure any other guys in college were making, um, you know, maybe outside of Jackson Smith and Jigba when he was healthy. Um, but, um, you know, I think there were some kind of easy ones kind of in stride. And I think that's one thing too, that David Robinson, the trainer here in Dallas really want to work with him is, kind of locking in while you're in stride and making these catches, you know, kind of over the middle or, or if they're a little bit high. Um, and the other factor too, I think contextually, and I, I wouldn't kind of call this an excuse, but I, I think when you have a broken toe it, it and you're running, I think that mm -hmm. sometimes that pops into your head and maybe sure. that pops into your head right when the ball is about to hit and you got a plant on it. Um, so I think that that's kind of a factor with a little bit of some of those inconsistencies. Um, you know, I think it's something that, though, he's going to have to prove now that he's in the NFL that he can be more consistent with those hands. Was he a, was he a big recruit coming out? You know, SMU, 
has had his moments and does have kind of a receiver lineage. You mentioned some Broncos guys, Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Uh, or, or was he a guy who like kind of flew under the radar and then blew up at SMU? Yeah, so he wasn't a big recruit. Um, he did have some some Power Five interests, ultimately by the end of it. But um, you know, SMU was kind of one of those early teams that he liked. Um, but no, he wasn't. He wasn't big time recruit. I wouldn't say being a second round pick was in his future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. I was talking to one recruiting expert, long time recruiting expert in Dallas, uh, who said like, yeah, you know, Hey, you gotta, you gotta celebrate the, the guys you hit on and the guys you miss on. And he's like, I didn't think Rasheed would be, would be an NFL NFL receiver one day. Wow. Um, and, and to Rasheed's credit, I think the one thing he did was he really committed himself to the weight room. And I know it's kind of a cliche, but if you go back and look at the first story I wrote in spring camp, it was, hey, Rasheed Rice looks bigger. And not only did he look bigger, he looked more explosive and faster. And he put on a lot of muscle from the time, uh, you know, from his junior season to his senior season. I mean, and if you go look back at his high school photos on his recruiting profile, uh, it looks like a different guy than kind of the the bigger receiver that he's become now. I think the biggest kind of thing, though, with Rasheed, too, was you know, we asked him a little bit about this because, you know, we don't have 40-yard dashes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not really a thing until the combine. And I think a lot of people wonder, like, what kind of 40 would he run? And personally, I thought he was going to run slower than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was – not because of, like, game speed or anything, but, like, you know, I was just like, yeah, maybe 4-6. You know, you just kind of guess. And I think some other people had that kind of question or concern. And then he ran, you know, low 4-5s, and he wasn't – and he thought he should have ran high 4-4s. Four so I think that that kind of speed development, though, is something that also is a credit to uh, the weight room work that he did. Yeah, and he, he's now a – what are his measurables as far as – I know he's like a big kid. Um, what Do you remember his size and, and weight offhand to run that kind of uh, – 40 time at the combine is pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he's at right now weight-wise, um, but I'll tell you this. He, he's, he's, a, he's a big receiver. Um, you know, he's not from like a height standpoint, but he is a big, I think he's probably six one, six one and a half, six two. Um, but from just a physical standpoint, he is a big receiver. Uh, they, you know, they, that, that was part of the criticism too, is like, yeah, you know, group of five competition, smaller guys. Is he a man amongst boys, you know? And then what's he going to do when he becomes a man amongst men? Uh, but I think that he's a, I've seen NFL receivers and I think he'll, his size will be big there too. Yeah, Chief, I just checked the Chiefs uh, website is listing listing him at 6'2", 203, kind of right what you said. Probably means he's actually 6'1", if he's listed at 6'2". That's kind of what they do. But, yeah, it's a, a certainly great measurable speed-size combo um, for for any kind of receiver, for an NFL receiver for sure. You know, he it's interesting. He, he was – Patrick Mahomes has all these Texas workouts where he's from uh, – and Rice was part of it. Had our curiosity has the the Dallas Morning News been? Did they cover any of that? Or I know it's or is it kind of on lock and lockdown and nobody? No, I'm just curious if uh, what's the approach been for, from you guys? Yeah, he. I mean, we haven't like covered it extensively, but like we've like I know the guy that he trains with, for example. Like I mean, like know him. You know, I mean, I know who it is. So yeah. long story short, I think if we wanted to like do a more insightful what Patrick Mahomes is, you know, kind of workout stuff's like, but I also don't know if he wants that. <laughs> um, right. So, but he, uh, I, it's funny. I, you know, one, one day I was, uh, I was going to dinner with my dad was in town going to dinner and um, 
they, then we had rooftop drinks at this one place. And to get to the rooftop, you got to go through the restaurant. And as me and him were walking, very casual restaurant, it's like, oh, well, there's Patrick Mahomes and, and, and his wife and some other friends, too. And long story short, like it's not rare to see him, though, popping around Dallas um, in the Dallas area. I think I think he likes it around here. I think we might have buried the lead here. This is some pretty juicy stuff here. That you got. <laughs> was was there a big? Was he allowed to be kind of by himself, Mahomes, or was there people like kind of, uh, you know, all sorts of people trying to like talk to him, get autographs, photos, etc. No, he was uh, he was just chilling. Uh, it was very just like you know hanging out with your friends, you know, um, grabbing dinner and just chilling. Uh, so no, he was chilling that day, and obviously I, me and my dad, just kept walking. I told my dad after. And so he, I want, I want to make sure he didn't be like, oh, hey, Mahomes, you're great, mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything like that. So, and I bet that's part of the reason he likes hanging out in uh, the metroplexes or, or or in Texas because he can in Kansas City, he, can't, he really can't go out. You know, <laughs> like he'd, he'd be just mobbed by by uh, so many uh, 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 fans for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, another cool connection, by the way, uh, SMU is also the uh, alma mater of Clark Hunt, the, the mm-hmm. owner. There's a lot of jokes that, you know, a lot of videos out. Uh, Brett Veach even said, oh, you know, we're getting you one from 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 your school. How's that sound? I, I don't know if that's something you've talked to Rasheed Rice about at all. Not since he got drafted, but it's funny because I, I thought about doing a story on that because, um, you know, and it, it kind of that kind of plays in a little bit. So that that question you asked earlier about like, hey, were you surprised where he went? Um you know, maybe, maybe not the fact that it was the Chiefs, because if if anyone was watching SMU every Saturday um, in, you know, in NFL departments, it might be Clark Hunt. So uh, he got a pretty good taste of, uh, of what Rasheed Rice can do um, week, week in and week out. How was how was the quarterback play at SMU last year and how did that affect um, Rice? You know, it yeah, it was good. Of, it was good. OK. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, Tanner. Yeah, so they had Tanner Mordecai, who's now transferred to Wisconsin, um, and former Oklahoma, former four-star, went to OU, was kind of behind Kyler Murray, Spencer Rattler, transfers to SMU, gets his shot, was a two-year starter, was had very prolific numbers. Um, now he's going to Wisconsin. He's a guy that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if if he has success at Wisconsin that he gets drafted next year. Um, so he's good. He had, he, had a, he had a concussion in one game and was injured in another, and so they had um, – Preston Stone, who was actually an All-American recruit that committed to SMU. He's from Dallas. Um, so he's going to be the starter this year, and, and they played really well. If you look at the first play of the Tulsa game, Preston Stone hits for Rice for a, what I believe was a 75-yard touchdown, and it was the first highlight on his ESPN draft package for a reason. Um, so, um, yeah, they had good quarterback play last year for sure. Well, that's good to know because I didn't know, obviously, Mahomes elevates everyone, but that that was something you never know how college – oh, maybe the quarterbacks aren't quite as good, but he had – Sounds like he had a good quarterback play for sure. Uh, you know, just anything else that we should know, the Chiefs fans should know about Rasheed Rice, because he's a guy that was, I think, not on a lot of people's radar. And this is this is maybe one of the biggest needs. So th- this is kind of the pick I think Chiefs fans were talking about the most. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the, the competitiveness and his ability to win 50-50 balls is something that is got to be exciting for Chiefs fans. Um, and I think it's something that I would expect to translate to the NFL. Um, maybe not to the you know degree that it happened in college, but you know, I mean, this is a guy that you know was just very competitive all the time. It, it was pretty; he just exuded it. Uh, I, in that profile that I wrote of him, you know, the kind of the lead I talk about is when he was a kid growing up in Philadelphia. 
uh, he used to chase his shadow like with the lights on the streets, you know, that was after everyone finished playing basketball and you're kind of supposed to be home, but he'd kind of stay out in the streets and he'd literally just chase his shadow because he was trying to be good at something, trying to beat something always. Um, and I think that that's kind of the mentality that he carried through SMU. And I think Chiefs fans will, will hope to see um, for Kansas city as well. Great stuff there. And it's going to be fun to watch the wide receiver group uh, during OTAs. A lot of people have been talking about, Andy Reid talked about how, how it's going to be some great competition going to training camp. And both the Rosses, Justin Ross from Clemson and John Ross, a first-round pick long ago, real speedster from Washington, who never really did anything in the NFL, but has some great speed, has been doing well in, during OTAs, and certainly Rasheed Rice is going to be one to watch. Well, uh, Joseph, thanks so much for joining us. This is Joseph Hoyt with the Dallas Morning News. He covers SMU, so knows Rasheed Rice well, also calls covers the Dallas Stars. Uh, Joseph, tell, tell our listeners uh, where, where they can uh, find you elsewhere, whether it's the Dallas Morning News, whether it's a social uh, media uh, handle you want to share. Yeah, uh, at Joe J. Hoyt on Twitter. Um, and then um, I, the only thing I recommend for Chiefs fans, I think you would enjoy that profile of Rasheed Rice, um, you know, and, you know, right before the draft process. And it was kind of his all about his competitiveness and kind of where that was fostered and, and why and how that was displayed at SMU. So uh, I think that they might enjoy that read and, and maybe get excited a little bit too. <laughs> we'll definitely check that out, uh, Chiefs fans. And don't worry, Joe Valerio will be back next week. I know you miss him. He adds a lot to this pod. But if you enjoyed this show presented by Bat Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with Joe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.